Welcome to another inspirational message from Liberty Church in Omaha, Nebraska. That they can touch someone's life and be a difference maker. Amen. Well, good morning. I have numerous things going through my spirit right now. Uh, I would like you just to take a moment in your own heart to get ready. Something's gone on in your life in the last six, seven months that you could praise God for. You could take 30 seconds and praise Him for it. Okay. So I am at random through the message. I'm going to say, Eric, you got 30 seconds. Get up, shout it out. Merritt, you got 30 seconds. Shout out. Praise Him spontaneously. It says four times in the congregation. Praise him in the congregation. And if you don't come on Wednesday night, you're missing it. We had a word of knowledge Wednesday night that everybody was in tears. It was awesome. And all that is is a time set apart to grow in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't teach it and you don't get a chance to act on it, it's not going to show up here. Because it has to be preached and demonstrated. And that's what we're we're doing, we're having healings, people talking in tongues for the first time in their life. The testimonies are incredible. So I encourage you to come. But we're also going to see it overflow from there, more in here. And that's why you, I don't want our people just sit, come in and sit down and sit down and say, well, let Pastor Jim or the praise team just do it. No, it says you come in with a word. You come in with a song. You come in with a hymn. I want your participation. Well, I thought everything has to be done decent in order. Tell me how that's out of order. Tell me how that's indecent when someone's just giving glory to God. Praising Him. And Mother's Day is probably the one sudden day as a pastor that you realize guys sort of suck it up with the women being mothers and such. Uh, maybe you didn't have a, a grandma or mom very much involved in your life. Maybe your adult life has not been a piece of cake. But understand, sometimes the world will overlook you, but God's watching over you. He's watching over you. So it might not look great at this moment. You know what? It'll look gooder tomorrow. Because we serve a great God. Amen? Seriously, we serve a great God. That should be a lot bigger amen on that. A full... Two sides today. Come loaded. Uh, when someone says, what can you think about your mom? I think about eighth grade. We're going to have a graduation party from St. Margaret Mary's at the Benson Pavilion. And somebody got a live band, which means they stink. At that age, and that point, they stink. But at least it's live music. And I'm going to go there and try to be cool with the kids I've grown up with since eight, one through eight. And I can't dance. I, I mean, I have trouble clapping on time. It was made fun of me by some of our African-American families years back that I suffer from a condition called CRD, Caucasian Rhythm Deficiency. <laughs> I just can't dance. I stink at it. So I remember being in the dining room, putting on the, the record player and putting on a Beatles song, and my mom 
taught me how to dance. Just her and her son, just, just the two of us, because she knew I was concerned. She taught me how to dance, or at least I could go back and forth and not look like a brick. You know what I mean? Every one of you have people in your life that have made a difference. Pull up a thought, pull up a memory. Some of them, it says in the scriptures, the Holy Spirit will seal, secure in your heart. We'll pull them up. And uh, my grandmas uh, were gone when I was a little boy. And then my mom, a few years back, I'm sorry they're not here for me to enjoy and make their life better, but I know my mom's in heaven with my dad. And so I'll see him again. And so will you. It is not a time to let emotion take you down the wrong trail. It is time to let the Holy Spirit lead you in the encouragement of the Holy Spirit now. So you make the day a really good day. And if your life has just in the last six months sucked, purpose today that you're going to do some random acts of kindness and make someone else's life better. Now, I received this instruction in my spirit prayer three weeks ago for the message today. It's not the typical Mother's Day. I'm not just centering on Mom, but uh, he gave me some words that I was supposed to pay attention to. So I've been mulling it over. I put it in the oven and baking it until it's ready. And I'm going to give you the three words. Worship, praise, and thanksgiving. As a church, in general, I've seen where people can lay back and not enter in. So let me give you this thought. Uh, Tony, stand up, would you? Look at the people. If you don't know, this is Tony Barnes. I pick on him all the time. He and Howard. Okay. Now, in your mind, I want you to count to ten when I say go. And somewhere in there, I'm going to ask you your name. Tell me your name. Can you follow the... I mean, if I got to get something sharper, I'll get powered. You got it? Okay. You're welcome. There you go. Okay, start. What's your name? Tony. Okay, just let you know, as you can sit down, when we talk about these three things, you lay in bed and worry. You'll lay in bed and be mad. You'll sit in a chair and think things you shouldn't think and go places you shouldn't go. But the minute something comes out your mouth, that has to shut up, and what comes out your mouth has eternal benefit. So if you want to be depressed, yes, sir. Um, Psalms 42.1 says, Why is my soul cast down? I will have hope and praise in him. You want to be cast down and be depressed and filled with anxiety? Think that stuff. And it will occupy you. On the other hand, think, praise. Merrick, give me one. Amen. Eric, give me one. Amen. That's a praise. Okay? Here's what worship is. You worship him for who he is. 
and he's love, and that love's never going away from you, ever. Secondly, on worship, it belongs only to him, for he owns it all. He owns me. I've been bought with a price. I owe him my worship because I belong to him. Thirdly, he's worthy. Even when I don't get it when I want it or the way I thought I was supposed to get it, he's still worthy. He is still worthy. Too many times, what he had for me was better than what I was expecting. His timing was supernatural, mine stunk. Spend time going, eh, eh, I want it now. He had it much better. Okay, praise is what he's done. I praise him for what he has done. Has he healed you ever? You can praise him because he saved you. You can praise him because he protected you. You can praise him that you don't get arrested look like a clown in the church. Look back there. Yeah, what do you mean you look around if there... What clown? Where? But you can praise him. Thanksgiving is an attitude and a passion of perpetual gratefulness. It just doesn't stop. I'm so grateful. I look at my kids and how old they are now, and Mercedes is about to celebrate her first Mother's Day. And I am so eternally grateful. Filled with thanksgiving. And sometimes someone opens a door for me. I didn't think a bunch about it now, but I have people run to open doors 15, 20 feet away just to be nice to me. And I'm thankful for the kindness that I'm seeing in a whole different, different light. Thankful. We good? Yeah. Understand songs belong either to God and or to us. There used to, uh, oh, Barbara Mandrell was a, country singer. She had a TV show. She finished her show every time singing the gospel song. She's a strong, born-again Christian. And she got Entertainer of the Year. Not because she was the greatest worship leader. She had talent and she's a good singer. Okay? We sing songs occasionally, sometimes and, and I've been too many places where it's irregular, where the songs are about how we feel. How we feel about God. And we call that praise and worship. Well, well, praise is the fast songs and worship is the slow songs. No scripture for that whatsoever. None. There just isn't. And you can go through Psalms, because I've been going through 150 Psalms. There's no, doesn't say that. Here's what it is. When a song is being played, it should either glorify what he has done or magnify who he is. I have a background without Christian music. I grew up in the choir loft at St. Margaret Mary's. They play the hymns, all three, four verses and all that and stuff. And nothing ever moved me. But we were engaged, we were just newly married. We went down to Lincoln to the college down there, uh, Lutheran College, and a guy named Andre Crouch and his disciples were playing. And that goes back a ways but he was one of the very first, shall we say, contemporary people, particularly being African-American crossing over. I mean, he broke some barriers down. But I sat in the first balcony 
And I'm a newbie at all this stuff. And for the first time, what people call the glory cloud, the, the whole place was filled with a mist. It was not easy to see the stage at times. The presence of God was so strong. And it was at that time I dumped all my secular music and said, I'm only going to play music that glorifies God. But he has a song, How Can I Say Thanks for the things you have done for me. Things one deserve, but you came to prove your love to me. The voices of a million angels cannot express my gratitude. All that I am and all I'll ever hope to be, I owe all to thee. To God be the glory. That's where that song came from. Songs either talk about who he is or what he's done. Waymaker. <laughs> okay? He's done too much for me not to believe him. Are you kidding me? I'm praising him for all the things. I'm re remembering how many things he has done for me. Praise and worship. By the way, your, the depth of your worship or your praise is in conjunction with, and listen to me closely, the amount of revelation knowledge that you have experienced in your life connecting to the song. It's just not a nice phrase. But when it talks about uh, blind eyes open in there, I'm thanking them for my leg. The revelation knowledge and the song collide. And it takes you deeper than just listening to the song on the radio. And there are some songs you'll hear on the radio, they're nice songs, good songs. But all of a sudden, your revelation knowledge and that song combined, and I have to pull over and park lots and let it loose. Because the songs and the praise worship belong to our God. They belong to Him. Are we doing okay? Remember, people will disappoint you and overlook you. But God is always watching over you. Any parent... Any mother in here knows what it is to go to God on behalf of their children for their protection and well-being. Pretty stout. Okay, here are three scriptures. Uh, just so that you know, make sure when you worship Him, you worship Him in the truth and in spirit. And that means to have God's Word coming out of you. If you don't put it in, it can't come out. All your worship and your praise is based upon the word of God inside of you. For instance, Isaiah 43, 26 says, Put me in remembrance of your word that I might declare. Plead and declare. Put me in remembrance. God's not mad if you bring his word up to him. I am when Mark says, Dad, you said we're getting ice cream cone. Yeah, forgot. Sorry, son, let's go. He put me in remembrance of my word. Not a problem. Okay, Job twenty-two twenty-eight. Decree a thing and it will be established. Well, you have an extrovert personality and I'm an introvert. No, it comes out of your mouth. Irregardless of personality, oh, you can only get saved if you're an extrovert. No, he died for all. But it has to come out your mouth. Well, I'm just not very talkative. Change. If I touch the button on your passion in life, you'll talk my ear off. You'll talk about the things you're passionate about. Okay? Decree a thing will be established. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I know the thoughts 
and plans I have towards you, the Lord says. They're not evil, but to give you a future and a desired end or hope. God's thinking about you. He's thinking about you right now. You mean something to him and you're special. I can praise you. Thank you, Lord. Some people say, well, you know, I pity you, Pastor, because of you know, what you've gone through. Don't pity me ever. Because God is great. And in all this, I've seen him show up big time. No. It's a hassle I go through. No big deal. You go through some. But I'll tell you what. I'm not getting stuck. I'm going through. I'm going towards and to something and someone. So are you. So you learn to open your mouth. You're out in the barn with the horses. Give them some hay. Why can't you sing? Why can't you shift over in tongues and talk to God and not to men? Why can't you praise Him and worship Him? We have to as a church. It's in this expression of love towards Him that changes. It's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. Not the condemnation preaching. It's the goodness of God. We need to share the love. Okay? Tracy, I need 30 seconds. Get up. Yep. See, I know Tracy since she was... I married them. I get to see her at her age come back. And she's honoring her mother. Doesn't that glorify God? That's... It's just awesome. Just hey Mike, give me 30 seconds. You got plenty to talk about. Oh, shut up and sit down there. Remember the song, God's Alive, He's Not Dead? You get a, a, a person who doesn't come here, in here, look what God's doing in people's lives. He'll do something in your life. And you can praise Him, and you can thank Him. I've told the story too many times. I'm going to tell it one more. You go down in Walmart, it's Christmas time, a lot of great Christmas songs and stuff like that, but they hit one that belongs to Him. And I stopped in the aisle and started singing to raise my hands. And I didn't care who. That song belongs to him. And I'm not worried what people think of me. I'm worshiping my God. And he deserves every bit of it. Aren't you embarrassed? Not of my God. He wasn't embarrassed to send his son for me. I can take a walk at Walmart. Amen. Now, there are older songs and there are new songs, correct? I remember the, the, you bought a hymnal. And uh, I went to Albert's home going. And Albert's was a pastor in town. He's 75, 80 years old. And the whole congregation's that age. And they sang two or three hymns that 
nobody used a book, but they sang all three verses of stuff I've never heard before. That in their day meant something to them. So I have some that mean something to me. But it also says to sing a new song. It's not easy to come up with a new song if you don't have a new experience with him. It's easy to sing a new song when you're spending time with him. It's easy. You don't have a new song? That's what it says. That's Psalms 149.1. Sing a new song. Have a new experience. Have a new one. There are molioles. I like the song Inside Out. Your love never fails. Shout to the Lord. Mainstays, because they mean something to me. But we're getting in new songs. Yeah. You know what? I sing new songs that none of you ever get to hear. Just him. And I feel like we sat on the edge of the bed when Mark was just a little kid. He had uh, a guitar, which was a two-by-four, and a uh, uh, laundry box or something on the end, and he played playing a guitar. And he made up songs. And I was so tickled. He did one, over the top of the hill, yes I am. And I just sat there as a dad and just was so pleased and so happy he'd be. Sing a new song to him. See if he doesn't just sit there. That's my boy. That's my daughter. Sing him a new song. Amen. Now, guys, have you ever watched a Super Bowl and you're so fixed on it. Deborah was out of town. I got to watch the whole Super Bowl one time. <laughs> now, now the last time Micah was with us and we watched the Super Bowl it was a good game. But this is the one where uh, New England played against Atlanta. And New England's my team. Either you love them or you don't. And I love Tom Brady and Belichick and how they play the game. Irregardless. At halftime, we're down 24 to 3. The amount of texts and phone calls I got <laughs> from my lovely friends about how bad my team stinks, okay? How many know that they came back and won the game? And I returned the favor to every one of them. But you know what? I watched that game and I was fixed on it. Have you ever done something and you, you, you lock your, your gaze on it? It says about praise and worship. This is in Psalm 75, verses 7 and 9, or 57, verses 7 and 9. My heart is fixed, and I will sing him praises. My heart's fixed. I have predetermined that I'm going to worship him. I'm going to praise him. You couldn't stop me. I am fixed on it. You come in and we gather as a congregation. We're supposed to have our hearts fixed on praising Him and worshiping and giving Him thanks. Giving Him thanks. I've learned thank you in a much stronger way because I'm a very independent person and through this time I've had to depend upon my wife to do so, even sometimes the littlest thing like put a sock on this foot and it's, I tried it never. I tried not to forget. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How about the little things in your life that God does every day for you? Yeah. You ever just stop and say thank you, Lord? Yeah. You're breathing. 
Mike knows what that's about. I know what it's about. You're going to operate you. You don't know if you're going to come out alive or not. I know that. I thank you for fresh air in my body every day. That the sun comes up and I get a chance to glorify him. And I, I just love it. Okay? My heart is fixed and I will sing praises. Here are some definitions of praise. The word is applaud. We applaud for singers and entertainers. We're supposed to be applauding for what God's doing in our life. Giving them a hand. Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Anybody know that song? Well, clap your hands. I even clap knowing I can't keep time very well. I'd rather pay attention to the words of the song than going one, two, three, to get me to clap on time. How you people do it, I, I, it's beyond me. Clap your hands. You can sing. You can dance. Dance is a form of praise. Sometimes you see on TV the commercials, the little kids are dancing and stuff like that, and it's so cute. Why don't you try dancing? Why don't you just put your hands up and say, hey, Lord, I love you. Thank you for today. I'm blessed by you, Lord. I just want to give you glory for what you've done in my life. Thank you, sir. Da, da, da. Just shake it. Go for it. <laughs> then there's a applaud, and then there's one out of Joshua chapter 6, verse 20, where they're going around the walls of Jericho. And they're told to be quiet. They go six days, seven days in a row. They don't say a word. On the, but on the seventh time, they're going to go around seven times. But on the last one, they're told to praise God. Literally, it means to shout. Glory to God! Thank you, Jesus! And brought a shout level to it. You'd be surprised how intimate and how relevant your relationship with the Holy Spirit will be immediately when you respond in worship and praise and thanksgiving. It'll be so real to you. Because it is. Okay? Now, I've had some tough days in ministry. How many would think I, maybe I have? I've been in Nigeria, Malawi, Philippines, Rats. I've been a few places. Some of them haven't been always easy places to be. But I've not been beaten up or whipped. I've been spit at before. I've been flipped off before. But that wasn't my first time to get a finger, so it doesn't matter to me. I've had them before. I'm just telling you. On my worst day of ministry, I wasn't whipped and put in a jail, the lower part of the jail. And it's midnight. And Paul and Silas are down there thinking it Logical, it's over. I mean, these guys are all talking about killing us tomorrow morning. Killing us tomorrow morning. They put armed guards on them so they can't get away. And all of a sudden it says, and they were praying and singing. Oh, you got to have guts. You got you to gotta know him. You got <laughs> I am hurting so bad. 
and doesn't look good at all. And Lord, you're the one that told me to come to this town and look what's going on. No, they're singing to the Lord. They're singing Danny Goki, Stand by Faith. They're singing. And it says, and the prisoners heard them. They weren't going under the breath, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. They let it rip. In an un, in a not nice environment of who would hear them, they let it rip. And out of that, the jailer and his family get saved, and that starts the Philippian church. The, by the book of Revelation, Jesus evaluating churches, his favorite church. That's, that's how it started. And at midnight, they're going, I love you, Lord. I lift my voice to worship. They're not shy about it. What have they got to lose? They've already been whipped. Morning doesn't look good. You know what? Don't care. Now, here's something I've learned to do is fear can come at you, but you don't have to receive it. I can see it. I know it's over there. But you know what? I'll keep my fix right on Jesus. I'll keep my fix. How do I do that? I'm not sitting there thinking the wrong stuff. Either I make my mind think on things just lovely and a good report, or I order it where it needs to be, or I'm going to sing. I'm going to pray. And I got nurses, who is that crazy guy? It's 2, 3 in the morning, and I'm singing, and the hallway's hearing me. Don't care. I do care about my Savior. Amen? Then there's this guy that how are you going to shut him up? Has anyone ever been healed? That you know that you know that God intervened in your physical state and you got well. Now you can, and people do, well, I got healed from a cold. But the fact is you got healed. Well, I got healed from cancer. You know, there's a cold, there's cancer. You know. How about you can't walk? Silver gold I don't have, such as I, I'll give you, in the name of Jesus, stand and walk. This guy stands up, having spent his life on the ground, walking and leaping and praising God. And they couldn't do anything to the apostles because everybody in the synagogue knew who that was and he is now standing, leaping and praising God. In the name, all he heard was, in the name of Jesus. And he's praising his brains out. You've been healed? Go for it. Go for it. Knock yourself out. Have fun. Have fun. Amen. Uh, so let's go to Psalms 111, verse 1. Psalms 111, verse 1. Let's see. There it is. And I will praise the God of my, with all my heart in the assembly of the, congreg of the upright. I found five places where they, they don't have, this is how the service has to go. Cassidy, give me 30 seconds. Come on. Yeah, get up and let it loose. Cassandra, you're next.
cool, thank you. Now she said something vital to the congregation in the midst of the congregation. She said, seeing all that God's doing in other people. It says, you overcome them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. The word, the testimony coming out of your mouth from your heart encourages me. Now you might get healed, but I get the testimony. Because I'll remember the testimony when I get attacked. So I don't mind. I love praying for them. And I'll say how many to you. But you owe me the testimony. Because that testimony touched what you just said. Just touched everyone in this room. That's why we need to be together. That's why we need to be able to share. So that we can praise him. That, there's no need for me to preach today. We'll just go up and down the aisle. And just praise him. And somewhere in there, the Holy Spirit's going to fall upon us, and we'll be worshiping and enjoying. Well, that's not how a church service is supposed to go. You can't find exactly how the church service is supposed to go in the Bible. You can't even find Jesus' church service framework. He had to tell them, go put people down by 50s, do this, do that. He had throngs on him. If you want to talk about out of order... Be in Jesus' ministry with thousands pressing on you. Okay, just want you to think. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 12 says, Declare and praise in the midst of the church. So Cassandra, you got it. Amen. They are to be honored in this congregation at all times. They received a challenge in their family that changed everything. And her and Lucas stepped up and family in honor on a Mother's Day. I think it's a good thing. They changed their whole life and their future to adapt for the family. That's a good mom. So we thank you, Lord, for him. Thank you, even for Lucas, Lord. Thank you for him. <laughs> We tease each other all the time. But isn't that awesome? And sometimes you don't know what's going on in another person's life, and they hear them give a testimony. Go, I get to know that person better. I get to, sh I get to decide as a preacher how much of my life I'll share. You learn by practice not to embarrass your kids as much as possible. They hate it when the preacher uses them as an example. And when he first married, you've been with me a long time. Have you ever heard me make a joke about Deborah? That she's the joke? She's her behavior? No, I make fun of me. I don't make fun of her. I honor her. But you think you know a whole lot about me by what I've shared. I want to get to know you. Share. Share. You want to have fun? Go back and see Deborah Flanagan at the CD. If you don't get a CD, just talk to her. She's a riot. She's fun. And she's faithful to serve that. She just had a birthday last week. So, I, I, I want to know you better. What are you going to be when there's 2,000? We'll enlarge it and do it better. If Jesus can do it, he's our leader, our, our instructor. Let's do it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Now, let me, 
would figure you get seven hours sleep a night. Anybody? Would that be the average or would it be lower? Okay, well, seven works really good for my math on this one. <laughs> so, so seven it is. Okay, I'm more of a five and a half, six guy. But for the sake of numbers, we're going with seven. Now, okay, we'll go with six. Deduct that off of the 24 hours. What do you got? Okay. And you know what it says you get to do in those 18 hours? In that, while you're awake, you praise him seven times a day. Set your alarm on your watch at an hour and whatever it is, almost two hours, two and a quarter. And it gives you, this, Lord, I praise you. It says in Psalms 119, 164, I will praise him seven times a day. It's supposed to be coming out of her mouth. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you. Thank you. Praise you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy on my life. Amen. Now, Psalms 42, verse 11 is when, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Hope and praise in God. Why are you cast down? Don't get down. Get up. It says a righteous man falls, but he gets up. So get up. It becomes contagious when you won't stay down and people see you against all kinds of odds. Get up. My story changed almost daily in the hospital of situations. And I had a favorite one out of Rocky, number five. At the end, his protege looks like punching him out in the streets, and it looks like Rocky's beat. And he's laying on the wet uh, street, and Tommy Gunn, Tommy Morrison, is heading up. I, I beat him, and all of a sudden you hear from Rocky's theme. Dun, 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 dun. Everybody knows that song. Right. And you see Rocky stumble up. He goes, yo, Tommy, I didn't hear no bell. One more round. That was an anchor call for me over months. One more round. Didn't take me out. Change whatever. One more round. Get up. I praise you, Lord, for the strength. I praise you. I give you glory. You end up with a faith attitude. Amen? Now, We've gone to Mark 11, 23 and 24 on crazy faith. This is how you use the faith of God. You believe in your heart without a doubt and confess with your mouth that you receive what you pray for and you'll have, you can move mountains, right? Now when I got saved, I knew what it was. I did not, that I need to say thank you, but it was unspoken between us. I know what he did for me and I, I was thankful. This God that I've served and been afraid of all my life, all of a sudden became my savior. Total change inside me. So, if you use your faith, we live by it, don't we? Okay. Then, when we pray believing, 
that we receive when we prayed, not when I have it in my hand. When I prayed, and you really believe you got it, shouldn't there be a corresponding action called being thankful? Oh, when it's in my hand. Oh, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. Why can't you be as excited when it's in your hand as when you received it in prayer? Are we... Uh, that's, uh, okay. You can't con God. And if you really believe you got it, thank Him. Genuinely. You know, you know when it's a phony thing, yeah, thank you. Or, thank you. You know the difference? Well, in your prayer time, you're not going to fool God. Well, if you got it, say thank you. For my healing. Well, I feel awful. It doesn't matter. I thank you. You sent your word and it healed me. By his stripes, I am healed. Your word is medicine to my flesh and strength to my body. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you got it when you prayed, be just as thankful as if the thousand dollars you prayed for was just handed you. Now that is where you examine yourself. It says examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Are you going through church vocabulary or are you really thankful because he heard your prayer? Amen. 2 Thessalonians 1.3 I'm almost done. It says we have exceeding growing faith and we're supposed to be thankful. I'm thankful that your faith is growing. I mean, Sheila's not the same person I first met. Her faith grows exceedingly. Be thankful. Thanks to you. Cassidy just said it. Be thankful. There was a start, but you're not done. Lord, I love you and I praise you and I thank you so much for your love and your help for my life. Amen? In 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, it says through all kinds of prayers. It says supplication. That is like taking an official legal document in a court of law and going to the throne room of grace and saying, here's what I am seriously talking to you about and getting an answer. Then general prayers and then intercession. Now, I told Crystal earlier this morning that I was just praying for her during praise and worship. I made intercession for her. I didn't know she was here. I didn't know. But it's got to bless your heart to know that some, I was moved in my heart to pray for. And you stand in the gap. That's what intercession is. You're standing in the gap for somebody else. Now if I stand in the gap for Mike Felder and I receive what I'm praying for for Mike Felder, I ought to be thankful and happy about it. I ought to be happy. You might want to alert your face that you've got an answer. You've got a miracle. Hey Mike, give me 30 seconds. wiser than his age because he honored the women in his life. 
The word honor means to find value. Find value in your grandmother and your mother's, your mother-in-law's. Fine. I know they make jokes about mother-in-law's. Mine was great. No joke there. She was wonderful. Find value. Amen? Amen. Now, I'm going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. start in, we could read about five verses, but we won't. Uh, verse 10, now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, increase, it'll increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving. They received an offering for someone else. And he's talking about being enriched. And if you're a sower, you want to sow seed, he'll give you more seed to sow. Terrible that if you're a farmer, you eat your seed corn. You eat the best of the seeds. Everybody wins in this deal. The people who gave the money, the people who brought the money, and the people who received the money. It went to all bountifulness and with thanksgiving. Everybody won. It's like what we do at Christmas with the kids. Everybody involved that. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. The people who gave money, who bought presents, who did this, did that. The ones who put it together, the ones who went and delivered it, and then saw the faces on the kids. Everybody wins with Thankfulness. I'm just glad I got a chance to be part of that. You know, and I said, I had that unique person tell me, what is the strategic spiritual significance of Love Omaha? Strategic spiritual significance of feeding the poor, which we're instructed to in Proverbs. Okay? And I looked at him and said, I am just not that deep. Jesus said, if you did it to me, if you did it to them, you've done it to me. And the point is, I said, why don't you come and try it once? You see a hungry person eat. There's a lot of thankfulness in your heart that you've got to be a chance to be part of it. You have families at Children's Hospital. The joy on the fire station near our house, when they went out on, they went out on a call, and I had the food in the car, and they didn't know if I was coming back. And they were so excited when they saw me come back in 45 minutes. Because they were looking so forward to it. Blessings refresh people. Your words, your thoughtfulness to call them, to pray for them, but also in just things that you do. Refresh people. And in this day and age where the world just takes and takes and takes, isn't it nice to be a giver? To make a difference? We were sitting, having dinner, and this man came to pick up uh, a to-go order, and he's got this cute little kid about this big. He's got a sombrero on. The sombrero's bigger than he is. And he's walking in there, and he walks by me, and I do this, and he does this. And he goes over there, and he goes back where the dark games are and the pool table's way back in the sports bar, and, and I bought him a Coke. Dad is okay. I will buy your son a Coke. Sure. 
So he has his coat. And he's walking out, and he does this. And then he tips his sombrero to me. An act of generosity, of kindness, can change a person's day, maybe their life, that somebody reached out. And that is so Holy Ghost. I mean, he'll move on you to do all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Everybody wins. Philippians 4 9. 4 6, I'm sorry. Two more scriptures. It says, be careful for nothing, but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Okay, care is trying to get on you. Bills, health, family, work, whatever it is. Care is trying to get on you. But you pray and you say, Lord, and then you're thankful. I got this beat. No big deal. I got this beat. What if they fire you? I'll get a better job. If you take everything I have away from me today, I'll have more tomorrow. Because I'm never out there begging bread. I'm the righteous of God by Christ Jesus. The righteous don't beg bread. I'll get more. I'm prosperous. Stuff comes to me all the time. Doesn't it you? But you've got to expect it. And when you get it, thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, one more scripture and then we're going to do some Holy Ghost stuff. Colossians chapter 4. Verse 1. I'll go verse 2. That's what I want. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Continue in prayer. And the word watch is a military term like you take a post. You're watching, not missing anything. With thanksgiving. What are you watching? Are you watching the doubt and unbelief and the garbage of the world? Or are you watching what God says? What's going on? It's, it's incredible. If you fix your heart, have a determination that I'm going to be a worshiper, I'm going to be a praiser, and I'm going to live a life of thankfulness for the goodness of God. Because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. We can do this. We can do this. And we can be a breath of fresh air. To somebody who needs help. Like last Sunday, the one person I know for sure wasn't born again, got born again at the end, after we closed the service, got born again right here. Oh, was it a prayer line? The music wasn't being played? No, he just got born again. Just got born again. Tell me that's not Holy Ghost. It's not structured. It's the movement on the gifts of the Spirit. That's why we've been studying so much on Wednesday night of how the Spirit of God moves and how we recognize Him even in the littlest of things. I got an answered prayer. And I'm real thankful. I didn't know how this was going to happen, what to do. But God gave me a plan and gave me someone to help me with the plan and I'm going to enjoy blessing someone later today. 
He's all over that. He's all over it. Look at the things he wants to do for you. Why don't you thank him before you... Lord, I know health is mine. I just thank you ahead of Not when you get attacked. How about just thanking for divine health? Lord, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm so happy I'm saved. I'm so happy you're with me. I know you'll never leave me nor forsake me. No weapon is going to prosper against me. I'm thankful. That doesn't have to be when you're attacked or when you have a need. It's how you live. And that kind of living becomes contagious. It becomes contagious. I've just enjoyed this thought. I haven't figured out how to use it yet. The apostles were only mentioned as disciples. And this is shortly after Jesus got baptized. And he started going into towns and preaching and healing the sick and stuff. And he took his 12 and 70 other followers who haven't been in the seminary, haven't been trained, just 70 guys following him. And he laid hands and commissioned them to go out and preach the gospel of the kingdom, the good news, to cast out devils and to heal sick. And this is Luke, uh, I think it's chapter 10. It says, and the 70 came back rejoicing. Any of those 70 a month earlier would never have thought they're out there casting out devils and healing the sick. But everything's changed. Why? Because of the anointing of God. The anointing of God in your life. The anointing of God in your life. People will gravitate to that because it's light in a dark place. They will. And all those gifts that are talked about in Corinthians all work on the streets. Jesus wasn't in a church service. He was on the streets. He was at the field. I mean, I just love Jesus. He's doing whatever he's doing and coming down out of the city. They're going to a mom's only child, her husband's gone, he's a widower, and her only boy child, her only chance to have him support her, whatever, but she still loves him. They're coming this way, Jesus is coming this way. He stops and raises the kid from the dead. Nobody even asks, he just walks over and does it. You should walk over and do some stuff in the Holy Ghost. And then we want the testimony. And God be praised for what he does. And we worship him for who he is, and he chose us to be used. I was thinking, I got it. I was thinking right here this morning, we started the 15th in Hickory. We took it over an old Presbyterian church and remodeled it. We then went out to uh, where Jimmy Hart is on 56th and Reddick and the camp, remodeled both of them. When it came time to take Ryan High School, which the larger churches said it can't be done, the archdiocese doesn't want to do it because it's too costly, I said, sure, we'll do it. You know what? We did it. And we did it. The reason I say that is I didn't see till after we left, and I had time to think about it, of all my training along the way as a pastor and moving people in position to do volunteer work and, and giving, receiving, all the stuff that had to be done to do that. There was a pattern of God taking me from one place to the other to the other that when it came time for that, we didn't balk at it. 
And I didn't ever say, Lord, I'm so mad at you for giving us. No, I was rejoicing. Don't you get tired of mowing? I get tired, but I don't get tired of mowing because that's our land. Anyone who comes to church on Sunday is going to see it manicured because it represents the king. I'm just thankful. And you see, sometimes if you sit back, moms particularly, go back today, grandmas, go back today and think of all the little things that have gone up to get you where you are to help you be the mom, the grandma that you are. For every person in here, go back and think of God's hand on your life. God's hand on your life. And be thankful. Praise Him. Put on the music that you like that takes you to a place you really want to be. No matter what's going on. Life can just stink sometimes. And I don't want to stay in the stink. I want to get in the presence. Just do. Just do. Now, I want to pray. Deborah and I would like to pray for all the mothers and grandmothers in, in here. We're just simply going to lay our hands on you. Not going to take a lot of time. The anointing is here in healing. And the one I count on is refreshing. If you are a parent, they tell you you have the children while you're young because you have enough energy to deal with it. There comes a time when you go, oh, I'm glad I'm the grandparent. I can give them back to the kid, you know, to your kids. They, they take them home. <coughs> That's a joke. That's never been us. We'll take them every day. But my point is this is refreshing goes a long way. Just a moment that you feel like God's in the room, like what happened once tonight with Bill Gurman when he gave a testimony. You felt him in the room. And it was just like you're getting a hug. Just like God's in here giving you a hug. No matter what I go through, I'll take that every time. Every time. So, ladies, uh, if you would like to have hands laid on, we also have a gift for you. So we're, I'm baiting you. If you want the gift, you've got to come and get prayed for <laughs> No, you can still have it. I'm just teasing. But just our way of saying, just a little something that you can look at it. I'm sitting at the door of the, closet, uh, the garage, and Deborah's cleaning the garage, which is my job, and I can't do it at this time. And there she brought me a statue, and I forgot what it was. Remember when Moses went up and Aaron and her held his hands up? This is a very heavy iron molded statue about like this big Buddy Harrison gave that to me for all I have meant and this church has meant to him that we lifted up his hand and I hadn't seen it in the longest time and I just sat there and I, I was so thankful praising God that he put Buddy in my life you put your mom, grandma in your lives maybe a spouse two crazy neighbors across the street we got them John and Susan, they're a riot, but they're, they're old school neighbors. Be thankful. Be happy. And don't let anybody take your joy from you. There's always stupid out there. There's not a shortage of that. Ladies, if you'd like to come, you can. Okay, here's a scripture for you ladies. It says, uh, 
for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways, and he will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. He'll lift you up. He'll lift you up. You won't even strike your toe. It's a good time. But we got a lot, so... Can I get pushy? Guys, just hang with me. Ladies, if you're out of high school, if you're 18 on and up, I would like you to come up here as well, please. If you want to, we'd like to pray for you. And we have a gift for you. Why do you do that? Do you know how much mothering, parenting is done by people who may not have a child, but their effect on you? That's why Paul wrote, you, you can have plenty of teachers but you don't have many fathers. And we have, I, I, gosh. Yeah, you want to start that in? Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you what. We're gonna, I'm going to stay here. We're going to pray, and then you go that way, and then the lines move in. Fair enough? Yep. And Brandon has the gift. Don't leave without the party gift. <laughs> Father God, I lay my hands on my sister, and I declare her destiny is just blossoming now. I ask your favor, your protection, and your health abound in her that she may live totally sold out. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We always want to encourage those of you who have a story of how God is working in your life this ministry to send us an email to amen at libertyofomaha.com. For more information on Liberty Church, visit libertyofomaha.com. Thanks for joining us and have a credible week.